Well, I'm very happy to welcome to the studio this morning Sia Slicker Mitane, who is, of course, a founding member of the celebrated hip hop group Squatter Camp, CEO of Slicker on Life, which is a platform that is dedicated to bringing down barriers, granting access to spaces, and facilitating cohesive conversations with businesses so that they can uh, help the stories of musicians and culture and make them more seen, more heard. He is with us in the studio today. It is so good to see you, dude. How the hell are you? Look at you. Look at you. I'm cold. I'm cold and gray. (laughs) It is cold, right? I'm cold and gray. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's not exactly pleasant, but it's nice to see you. I haven't actually been in a room with you for a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Good seeing you too, you know? But but we've known each other a very long time, so there's, there's a lot to catch up on. I believe you've written a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much I've been talking and someone has been writing, you know. So, how, how does that work? Tell us about the process here because we were talking about how hard it is to write a book. Mm. And Lebang was saying it's difficult to put your life out there. Yeah, it's yeah. not you easy. Know? It's difficult also to, to deal with people who uh, are going to edit your words. Yeah, yeah. You know it's going to be there forever. That's, yeah. the, that's the difference between a book and anything else. Yeah. I think um, I wasn't going to write a book, to be quite frank. Uh, I was almost like, um, I'm dead, you know, if anything, you know, <laughs> I was dead by Helen Herimbe, you know, because we were, we had an event and they were talking about something related to South African hip hop and they never mentioned squatter camp. So I was in the room and Helen came up to me and she said, huh, don't you think that like you're being erased from history, you know? And I was like, shit, that's a terrible mm. thing for someone to say. Yeah, I mean, well, because of our relationship, she, you know, she can say anything to me clearly, you know. <laughs> and and I was oh, like, shit. Helen, you know, um, you can't you, you can't make history remember you if you if they don't remember you, they don't remember you. You know, it mm. is what it is, mm. you know. And she's like, no, you got to write something, you got to write a book. And I was like, Helen, geez, imagine now me writing a book. I, I'm not so consumed in myself, you know, like uh, that. Uh, okay, you know? but, I mean. <sighs> I, I don't want to talk about me here, but the fact is, like, I've had to write two books, and the one that they wanted me to write was like autobiographical, basically. Yeah. And I hated it. I hated the process. I hated the idea of it because I kept thinking, who's going to read this? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. For, for every, and they are, like LeBang and I were saying earlier, there's so many books mm. now. Everybody's got a book yeah, available. Yeah, yeah. And I keep thinking to myself, well, who's going to read mine? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And did you feel the same? I never really felt that way. Um, in fact, I wasn't, I, I never kind of worry about what's going to happen in the end because I wouldn't do anything of the things I do. I'm, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, half the things I do, it's always like, I think this is going to happen in the world. Let me just do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but more than anything, I felt the, the, the underlying thing was, well, who is telling this story about Ooh. this, this, this this hip hop thing and and really the story is about energy. Um, what I really wanted is I always say I got friends who I sit and they go, why don't you always post half the stuff you say? I'm like, you know, I'm not like uh, the the message you receive gets to those who need to receive it. You know, you get to a point in your life where mm. you know that impact is not about like multiples. Impact is about the few that get it. You know, and that are able to action it, right? So even when I wrote the book, I wasn't literally looking to be a top seller. I wasn't going to be out there doing mad road shows, trying to so convince you didn't have to buy any, the book. Any heightened expectations at all? It was just something that you wanted to do. You didn't care what happened. I don't have heightened expectations for nothing, to be quite frank. Everything oh, in my life is stuff that I just want to do. 
And it's um, quite sensible, huh? Yeah. I mean, and I'm fortunate that like, you know, um, it, some of it becomes successful. I'm able to make money. That's why I, I wasn't going to survive in the world of music or in the world of anything that once again starts becoming competitive and start having egos and everything else. Because even when I was a rapper and I was like, I was just battling and I was being competitive, it was just th- my innate self just doing it. But when it started becoming like, this is what it means when you get here. When, mm. when, it, when people start putting merit to things, mm. um, whether, whether it's status or merit, it starts becoming like, is that what we're working for right now? So I just do things, you know? I just, I, I love that attitude because it, it, I think it would be such a roadblock for most people. They'd be so worried about success or failure. How many people are going to read this? How many am I going to sell? Well, and it would stop them from sometimes telling some really good stories. And you've got a ton of stories. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. you mentioned lots of people in the book. So I'm, I'm not going to have you spoil everything, but we've got stories about Zola, about Bonang, Cuesta, and all the brands that you've worked with, some of which are big, well-known international brands. And I'm sure some of these stories are maybe not like pure PR for them either. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's just, let's go through your story because really one of the things I wanted to do here this morning was also just uh, kind of have a, a bit of a profile yeah. interview of you because we've known each other a long time. I've, I've, I've obviously, you know, been interested in what you've been doing with Slicker on Life in particular, because mm. that's kind of the next evolution. And that's where we met for the first yeah. time years ago. Um, but, but you're from the East Rand, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm from the East Rand. I mean, nobody's perfect, but. Yeah. <laughs> you know what East I mean? East Rand always catching strays. I'm Damn. not, I'm not, but, uh, but, but like, it, it's so not perfect that I'm now from Ikuruleni, okay? Okay, yeah. okay. You know, okay. you know, okay. I so literally East like, um, I, I moved to a new place, but I stayed at the same place. I'm from East, I went from East Rand to Ikuruleni. So, all right, tell us about how you grew up. Um, I think, you know, um, it's funny. The book is very, cl- is very close to m- me thinking about knowing who I am, actually. Mm. That's um, a big claim. Yeah, yo. Let's whoa. not breeze past that. Ooh, slow down. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. That's I mean, a big, no, yeah, the book is very close to me knowing who yeah, I am. Yeah, that's heavy. Holy shit. <laughs> it, it, it is. I didn't feel like that after my books. <laughs> it's because I don't know who was right. At least Helen is a friend, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and, um, in fact, I would like the book would, she, she became like a sister, right? Because but hang on, you sat down with her and you told her stories. She wrote this. She wrote. Yeah. We, we, when she said she's, I said, I don't have, I'm, I don't have time. I said, I'll give you three hours every week. Um, into like three years ago. And she religiously, um, came to the office for three hours. We sat down. I spoke. She wrote. She'll give me feedback, and we'd miss a few weeks. But she, without her, there is no book. She, I wouldn't call her and say, "Are you coming?" Are you? She'd literally mm. always show up, you know. So she was. It's really her book, you know. Um, she said, "I'm not gonna write a book again after that." But <laughs> put her off writing. Yeah, but 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 like, but she she really guided me. So I think that what the book did when you talk about where where I'm from, I'm from a place where. Um, it's exactly that, you know, we, we don't get seen, you know, um, people don't, we're not in people's subconscious, like a guy from Soweto or whatever the case be. So what that trains you is to actually work without being seen. You know what I mean? It literally prepares you to actually not, not, not be celebrated, but keep working. Cause now you got to weigh, am I going to wait or am I, am I going to work? So I've always chosen the, 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 the idea of working. 
Bars. Was, was her idea to document hip hop history in South Africa? Nah, the book is not even about hip hop history. The the thing is that it's about it's about the book is about energy. The the, the title is, is is something that the publisher was like, nah, this is how we should call it. But the book is really about energy, but the, with, with the backdrop of my life. So it's almost all these things that I I. I literally plant, which multiply, you know, or which grow or things I foresee that grow or people I pull into spaces and they literally like, um, become something or, or I get pulled into spaces where there's, where the people think these, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. And I, and I multiply things and I change people's perception for things. So it's really a story about a, um, by giving constantly and who I, and this is who I am by constantly giving, you actually allow yourself to pivot because I could call Gareth and go, Gareth, I think there's an opportunity here and here. If I cared about Gareth enough to put him in a space that like, I don't know about, um, I don't think I'd care about Gareth, but if I put Gareth in a space where I'm like, Hey, there's this. And then they go, Gareth did this. I start learning about new spaces because of all the people I kind of move with. Yeah, Cause I mean, you've been involved in like brand building and advertising and creating, you know, ID and, uh, yes. that kind of thing. And I, and I, and I'd had, to, and I've, and I'd had to learn what it all means. You know, I've had to learn the, 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 the where the money is, the legalities yeah, of yeah. it. Um, and, um, and dealing with, and the one thing you can never learn is people, you know, um, dealing with people is, uh, is, will show you flames, right? But I, I, I've had to learn who I am with dealing with people also, you know, the consistent there, learning sure. of that, you is know. Is there stuff that you left out of the book because you felt like, it wasn't anybody's business or it would have made some people feel bad or it could have painted some people in a bad light or even made you feel like you were, you, you know, you weren't at your best at certain times. And I mean, a lot of people, their ego kind of takes over in these situations or did you just tell the stories? Helen wrote it down. And when you saw some it, you were like, well, I don't know if I want to include that, but it was something you had to do. You know, um, I, there's a, the, the book is a lot of vulnerability, right? Um, um, it's not even, even the, the stories I could have pulled stories. I mean, you know, they talk, there's the Bonang story, the quest story, but, but like, it's not like it's, it's, it's nothing. See, I always, I feel bad though. Sometimes if I'm telling a story about that involves someone else mm. and I don't have their permission well, you to see, share it publicly, especially if it was something between you and like a girlfriend or something like that. Mm. You know, sometimes I, I feel <clears throat> like it's a little bit. Like you're using them in some way. Well, I felt that there was a sense of, um, let me maybe give context to what you already know more than anything. Okay. Um, and I felt like even, I mean, I, I even spoke to Bonang, you know, mm. um, a few weeks before the book came out, you know, um, she didn't slam down the phone on you. And <laughs> nah, we, 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 I don't think there's, um, <laughs> I mean, I haven't spoken to her in years. We haven't spoken in years, but like, no. there's, there's no. Oh, great. Now you're writing a book about me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can she, fuck it, yourself. <laughs> I mean, she's a bit, she's a few pages, she's a few pages in the book. You know what I mean? Um, but like, it's like another person. I mean, was Dr. Sipo's toilet too. Also, yeah. you know, with Gallo, you know, I had my fights with them. Yeah. And the irony is that Dr. Sipo's toilet called me a few week, a week before the book came out. Mm. And, um, he was like, you know, you know, uh, he, he calls me Siabong, you know, like my full name. He goes, hey, Siabong, I've just been wondering, you know, when you wrote your shout-outs there in the yellow cover, what did we do to you? 
why did you? Because you know I cursed them out on my on on the sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, <laughs> and, and I said, Doctor Sibisola, you know. I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. But like, you know, he, I wrote about him on the book and I wrote about what happened and what made me write whatever I wrote there. And, um, and, but I did make him know there were some things that like when, when we we're going through it, the last editorial part of it, we're like, do you really want to say that? Cause you're assuming that. And I was like, okay, I don't want to say it, but I also don't want to not say mm. what really happened mm. because I also want to show my ignorance also to, to certain things, right? Because that's the vulnerability we're trying to show is that, you know, you might have made a success of a few things, but like you also made a mess of a lot of things. Sure. So I, I, the, the book really talks about my messes more than, um, which literally helped me pivot and make me grow at yeah, the same it's time. It's hard you to know? talk about your own messes. Yeah. But it's also important because you need to look back on the person that you were versus the growth that you, you know, have experienced to be the person who you are today. What, let me tell you like this. Look at Vladimir, look at Hitler, like humans are a mess. And Clear. then if I compare my mess, I go, ah, I'm okay. I can live with my mess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know what starting, I mean? Look at, look at our wars. political landscape. Right. You know, sure. human beings are a mess. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta literally, literally make peace that you're also part of the mess. Sure. But like, and, 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 and your mess literally could help other. If you start realizing you're a mess and you start like, um, putting it out there that I was a mess here, mm. you only see what's pleasant and what, what probably I've, I'm comfortable to show. Mm. But here's the mess. But this is the mess that literally also builds the blessing. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So uh, let's just go all the way back to to Squatter Camp because when you guys broke up as a band, it was for many people it was really bad news, and people were very unhappy about that. And there, there was blame passed around. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. Is, feels like ancient history, but this is a big, <laughs> yeah. this is a big deal. Yeah. So have you addressed all of that in the book too? And and who do we blame? <laughs> Most importantly, <laughs> well, look, I, I don't think Squatter Camp ever broke up, but I do think Squatter, but like there are stories. There's in the book literally like, um, the reason why I said fuck it, you know what I mean? Um, really does come across, okay. you know, and, um, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, I still don't know. Like, you know, look, we're good with the guys and there's yeah. no, there's, and and we never actually officially broke up. It's just that we all went our separate ways and then, but we're still friends. But, um, but you know, there's always people that speak in people's ears when, when we're in our different spaces and that kind of impacts us when we come together also. So there are lessons mm-hmm. there in a group also, but, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, who, who do we blame? Um, I think each, each, all of us are to blame. All of us are to blame. The person who says that is usually the one to blame. Hey, man. I think like read the book because really the answers are in the book is is what it sounds like. Well, no, no, but really all of us are to blame. I'm not even withholding anything. But you guys were so young and you were just doing something that nobody had done before, like in that capacity. It was just exciting and it was groundbreaking. I can imagine that level of excitement and that level of ego as well, mm-hmm. that we are the stirrings in this yeah, thing. Yeah. Nobody can touch us. Of course, things like that will happen. And success, of course, like, you know, it breeds a lot of uh, strange feelings. There, there's there's a lot of, if you guys were unsuccessful, you'd probably have to cling to each other a lot more. But because you had success, it was like, okay, well, you start thinking bigger. Yeah. And, um, I and think- going solo for you was a, was a big step. 
Yeah, um, for me, going solo was 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 disgruntled. It wasn't even like it's nothing that I wanted to do. It was part of my well, fuck this, you know. Yeah. So, right. um, my solo career was a disgruntled career. That's why I never continued it because when I thought about it, three albums deep, I was like, actually, <laughs> am, I, am I that mad that I'm writing three verses on my own and I'm doing the chorus? And I'm, am I that mad? Oh, no, no, no. They're getting the best out of me. They, they literally just sounds like, nah. So, you know, I mean, it, it was really that. But um, also when you think about it, when, when, when you are, as you're saying, young, we all have, and this plays a very important role. Um, just because we're from the hood, we, we also come from different households. Yeah. And different households literally also allow you to see the world in a different context. Sure. So when you have the same success, um, everyone receives it differently. Mm. You know, I, you know, even in relationships, you know, I was telling, telling a friend of mine last night and I was saying, we, me and you could want the same thing. But how we receive information could be different. So how we get to that same thing is going to be different, right? So that could cause conflict because you might say, hey, you know, um, Gareth has got a, 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 an Adidas, what is it? A sweater, you know, and, and, and I would, and someone else would go, hey, Gareth is rich. Mm. Oh, we were it's talking about this. Uh, we were talking about yeah. Earlier, yeah, you know, but, yeah. but we, yeah. we both want that Adidas sweater, right? Sure. But I goes, yo, that's nice. Someone mm. will compliment you. Someone will go, ah, you know, rich guys. Yeah, but, you right. understand? but like, but we want it. And, and that immediately when we go out, come out the room and now I'm sitting and it's me and you and we talking about it. And I go, no, but the sweater is nice. And you go, but you think you're better. You are you mm. always on the other side. Exactly. And you know, you have multiple conversations like that. And it's different and personalities. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so you have multiple conversations like, and it's small things, multiple conversations like that literally lead to you going, Oh, we actually don't receive these things mm, the same. We same. want this. So we always think that like we got to be with people who want the same things. Yeah. But actually we got to be with people who receive things the same way we receive them because we can constructively grow to go get those things. Sure. You know what I mean? So that's the mistake that like that's it's a big mistake in life. Always be with someone who wants the same thing as you. Mm. No, don't. You know, be with someone who actually receives it the same as you. Because if you receive it the same, you don't have to have things in common. But if you receive certain things the same, yeah. Then you guys will always find ways but when to you, build Okay, each so other. when you say that, what do you mean? Is it is it like a a gratefulness? Because it, it, it's not I, a great. I'm, I'm not. I'm not understanding this properly. To me, like gratitude is a massively important part of being happy. Like if you're not grateful about the things that you are getting, whether it's small things or big things, you know, uh, feelings, um, material success, whatever it is. If you're not grateful about those things, then I don't understand how how like re- you say receiving is different. The the way I'm understanding is it is how you perceive things. So the way you perceive things is essentially you are then in charge of what that thing does mean or doesn't mean to you. So we're both looking at the same jersey, but I'm if I'm like my the way I was raised and my background is like oh. I'm looking at that thing, but I'm jealous of the fact that you have that thing and see us from a background where it's like, man, that's something that I should probably work towards. And I'm an influence and inspired by it. Oh, I see. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what so I'm it's, understanding. It's the attitude. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and gratitude also, there's a scale of gratitude, you know, I could literally be like, yo, I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm grateful. Mm. You could be like, you don't give a damn about that. You just want your Porsche. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a scale of gratitude mm-hmm. also. There so, seems to be a theme on the show today. Right? Yeah, something's in the air. <laughs> and Rang and I were talking about exactly this. See, so, yeah, how much, how much of the book do you dive into the monetizing of what you did? Because in the beginning, it was a bunch of guys who all just wanted to make music. And yeah. thank goodness that you did because mm-hmm. it put SA Hip Hop on the map. Absolutely. And then after a couple of years, it became, hey, now you're seeing the trickiness of the SA music industry mm-hmm. and that it can get very messy. And then mm-hmm. Gallo came through. Mm-hmm. It got, and, you know. and also, I think it's worth mentioning too that a lot of what was going on was very unique at the time because, 100%. The, because the music business was in such flux. Mm-hmm. I mean, you came along at a, at a point where there was still some of the the big serious money making mm. of the, you know, the past yeah. of the music industry where it was this monster, yeah. Yeah. this giant behemoth. These, these record companies were enormous and powerful and they sure. had control. They could make or break people, yeah. but it was changing already mm. because already the internet was starting to play its part yeah. already. Pirated music was a big story yeah. uh, already. The ability for, for anybody to make a name for themselves was starting to become possible. Thanks mm-hmm. to things like YouTube. So it was a really interesting time to be in music. Yeah, it was. What was really interesting was to see how even years after the music, you were able to take that and make it your own thing where you own the platform and mm. when you began to monetize. So how much of that do you go into in the book? Because that's the more interesting part for someone like me mm. who just loves hip hop, but mm. I've always been stuck at how do I turn this into like a passion that I can get paid for? Mm. I think the book basically, when I talk about energy and I talk about pivoting, it doesn't really focus like there's a little space about the hip hop. It's not a business thing. book. It's a spiritual. <laughs> it, 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 there's a little part about the the yeah. the, the, the hip hop. Okay. But, or my my involvement in hip hop. Mm. The rest of it is about how everything. Inf- it's like hip hop literally was the dominant effect of how how everything got impacted. Sure. Right? Sure. So um so it talks about like the consistent the the, the thought the thinking process of of the businesses we that I took the decisions I took even yeah. with slick on life. To a point of like, you know, even now, you know, um, um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I've, I've literally launched like a, a creator's platform, a creator's fintech platform, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a week ago. And I'm about to, I, I was thinking about it. I said, yo, you about to go to the streets again? <laughs> you know, I'm about to go to the streets right now to, and I've got a target of how many people I want to use it, how I want to use it. I've gone to clients and I said, this is what I'm about to do. Um, it's it, the most important thing about, about, about everything is just always keep relationships because you never know how far you're going to need to stretch the conversation. Sure. Right. So I've launched this fintech platform. It's built. It's ready to go. I'm, 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 I'm back speaking to young people about something else about monetization. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the opportunity of how they can, how they can literally have a a, a a world where they can actually grow right, their equity. Let me ask you Dope. about that because you said at the beginning with this book, it wasn't about it being successful or not successful. It wasn't yeah. about the metrics. It yeah. wasn't about like how many people read it yeah. or how many people bought it or anything yeah. else. But how do you know when a project that you're involved in is successful? Because it's it, you say relationships, well, good and well, like, you know, imagine you and Lebang and I have got a business going and we all enjoy being around each other and we're having a lot of fun. But the thing isn't making money. Well, there are two things. How do you know when to stop doing something because it isn't working anymore? And how do you know when something really is working? I don't know how to stop, but I know how to how to pivot. I know how to get people. I know how, when people go, 
it's even with Squatter Camp. When we were recording Squatter Camp, we were recording it in, in tape. And I met up with Tabi Sohati. I thought that, look, we had a home studio and people never had home studios. Yeah. That was already a big deal. Yeah. Now I, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm like 13, 14, like, I uh, got like a home studio situation. It's like late nineties. And I've got a tape where I've recorded in my house, my friends, and this, this is a big deal, right? I go to, I catch a taxi and I go to Norwood when Norwood was Norwood. And I, and, and I play, and I play my demo for Tabi Sohati. And he goes to me, ah, it's got a hiss. It's got a hiss. You got to put your stuff on CD. I'm like, yo, do you even have a studio at your house? It's you know, not do there, you, like, you know, I've <laughs> done so much work to get even catching the taxi to come to Norwood, mm, you know? Mm. Um, but then I went back and then the way, well, thank God I sat in the taxi. I thought about it. I said, I'm going to try and get a CD player. Sure. And I literally walked like a good, like 20 Ks, like from that to go find a house with the CD ROM from, I literally caught a taxi to Alberton, then I not to Germiston, then I walked from Germiston to Alberton back My and God. forth to basically like, wow. um, go Just to, for a CD to go to someone with a, with a hard drive. To no go such to thing some, as a free lunch. To, yeah. yeah. To go oh. to someone's house to literally like, um, Burn the first squatter camp CD, sure. which will be the master that will multiply the current joint CD. Mm. So those things for me, I'm, it, it's not about me knowing when to stop. It's me knowing when to take an input. My gut, I'm part of the world. I'm part of the world. And my gut always tells me that, like when we started, I knew that, yo, something's going to happen in the world of online. When I started, when I was rapping with squatter camp, it was a, it was an, Gut. Right now, I'm telling you that the future of, of transactions is consolidating lifestyle and experiences because we, we are with the economy. Okay, People, but how do you know when it's successful? Because that does matter. I don't believe you, you, you. I think you know what success is. You've had success and I you mean, continue to have success. Um, this fintech thing, for example, yeah. it's, not a, it's not just something to keep you busy. You want it to work. How do you know when it's working? Um, it's when it makes the impact that it needs to that that it needs to make to the to the people I'm building it for. Yeah, but okay. Again, I hate to be and, and, and these, look, I, I hate to argue with you about this, but no, go ahead. The, impa- go ahead. the impact could be, you know, it creates uh, something for one person. Is that necessarily success? Is that um, enough for you? Because it wouldn't be enough for me. Um, one person goes, oh, you've changed my life. What if that's like okay, the one okay. person so, so, that's so, going to so, unlock so, it? So, so, let me, so I, I don't think that way. I think in, I think in, when I think, I think of my people, right? Mm-hmm. And I use the word my people. I don't even know who those people are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, when I think, I think in multiples. I think w- my industry, my, when I started Slick on Life, I thought, who's having sit down conversations with artists? 10 years ago in a radio world where you literally like get like, if anything, if you get 30 minutes, it becomes 15 minutes because of the ads in between, sure, you know, sure. uh, who's doing that, you know, for the, for the people that like, I feel I'm a part of, those are my people. So I said, let me start a platform that does that. Did I know that it was going to re- grow wherever it was? I was more driven by the purpose, Right. So as it grows, and when I know in successes, it's, it's how people receive it, right? Okay. When, when, when I start off slick on life, um, I get resistance. 
yo, yo, slick down. What is he doing? You coming mm. here with mics? You know, that's what they were saying. You know, mm. <laughs> everything that everybody's doing. What is he doing? Coming here with mics and a camera. Ah, uh, man, the OG done fell off. You know, so that's <laughs> the thing, right? Um, I'm coming. I'm telling now. I'm telling guys now that I'm launching a fintech platform. Guys are like, yo, what you, what you, what you doing? You know, and I'm like. I know when, like, people, like, firstly, I know that I'm doing the right thing when people don't know what the hell I'm doing. Sure. Right? And then I know, then I know that, like, literally, like, um, it's a success when I had people who come to me, forget the monetary side of things, I had people who come to me when comedians who came to me and said, yo, Slick, you know, when you started that, that online stuff, I want to, I want to let you know, I was one of the guys that said that, you don't fall off and it's a sad story, but I just want to say, I'm sorry. They, people have come to me now. I've built, a, I've invested. I've spent my own money to invest in a FinTech platform. Um, obviously now, you know, it becomes like here, I'm praying that I get my money back. You know, I'm praying that I make money. You know, I'm praying that I survive. Right. Because it's a risk, right? It's a huge risk. I basically took profits that could have grown my business to in something I really think that is going to be the, I really believe it's yeah. the next mm, thing. Mm. When I go to people and I launch it, people are like, but you know, we're already banking with this bank, with that bank, with it. And I go, I know you are, but here's the thing. Do you have a platform that is thinking of the creator where the creator can create an event on the platform, sell a ticket, sell the merch, um, get, get a creator's loan also over time through a PO, whatever the case be. If they've got a job that's paying in 30, 60, 90 days, you know, um, send like, if you guys are doing an event, there's 20 people who are around and you need it. Like, and, and this is specialization because so far, I mean, banks and most financial institutions don't really they don't know how to help people in the creative pursuits. Exactly. No. So what you're doing here is you, you, and there is room increasingly for more and more niche stuff, right? Exactly. So, so for musicians or, or events organizers or, or SMEs who work in with creative agencies, right? Yeah. Absolutely. They, yeah. they, they probably would rather do business with an institution that knows what their needs are because you have to tailor the, all the banks are trying to tailor themselves into various places as mm. well. You can't be everything to everybody. Mm. So better to have something new like your platform. But then when I speak to my, my peers in the creative space, they're like, it feels good, man. It feels good, but you're not, but because they don't, be they don't believe in it. They don't believe Yet. in it, but, but similar to how they never believed in slip, in slip. But when I speak to banks, banks are like, Oh, wait, 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 hold up. You know, what you doing? You know, and then I go, okay. So my, my creators don't think like financial institutions. They don't yeah. need to believe yeah. in it. Hmm. If I can make a bank that literally never believed in a creative idea, but now I'm playing in their space yeah. and they don't feel like you're trying to take, they're going, but you're also, actually okay, do, you, do you come up against people who say, well, you are a musician and, and, and a, and a creative person yourself. Stay out of fintech. That's for, the MBA students, because uh, those people, uh, people, people like to. Um, yeah, I mean, I, people, people are people. Pe people said that like uh, uh, you are rappers, you will never make it. Yeah, mm. It's quite though. People said that you are a rapper. Once you rap, once once you convince them that you can make a success of rap, people said you are a rapper. You'll never make it in the world of marketing. Leave mm. it alone. You know mm. what I mean? 
it's it's this is what even my book is about. It's it's the constant. But what are, what's the voice in your head, and how strong is that voice? And you know, we all wake up with some type of strong conviction that individ that individualizes us every morning. Mm. But when we literally like is get into the space of the everyone, that literally becomes weaker and weaker, right? Sure. So how do you strengthen that individualiz individualism of who you are and what you because it's who you are then what do you what are you going to do about it so for me most of my day is like so yeah you this is who, but what are you doing about it you know so yeah. my whole day is yeah. like are you okay i think a lot of people just get trapped in their own heads mm. and they're so busy thinking about what they think and how they feel that they don't actually do anything or what other people think and feel i mean guys, what, what did people say when you started cliff central same thing they'll pull you to go fuck <laughs> yeah, yourself and well, here you yeah, are but not fucking us up. But I'm, I, you know, I hear Slicker saying, for example, that, you know, there are people who come up to him now, comedians, and they say, well, sorry, we were wrong. Yeah. You, you, you were right about this. Even if people did that for me now, and there are people who have, I don't care. Mm. I'm interested yeah. in their approval. Yeah. Mm. If I'd cared about that in the beginning. Sure. And, and it, and it was uh, like make or break for me and really respected their opinions and all that kind of thing. Mm. And there was, uh, there were some people who I did. And unfortunately, most of them are believers, but I don't care now. Do you, mm. do you care about that stuff now? Nah, you know, um, uh, you know where I'm at right now, I'm like, I don't even live on this earth, right? So, <laughs> where are you? I'm just, I'm just here in the physical form, you know, I'm going to just give people ideas from the physical in this physical world and they're going to go, I don't get it. But in the long run, they're going to be like, they're going to be, they, they're going to be living off and they're going to be dependent on that. And that's the same thing I could say with South African hip hop. They don't get it, but people are lit this in aspiration. They're living off that. This online stuff, when I started it like 10 years ago in 2013, and I was literally doing this content, going to these events. That's what like, if you, you can't miss, there's nothing on Instagram. You, you'll slide, you'll see a couple of those things that I was doing 10 years ago, you know? It's literally the blueprint now. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so I've made peace that, you know, and you have to, it's not even, it's not even like it's growing and literally looking at things in context. Mm. You're not of this earth. You only contribute to this earth. You know, I used to always say this when I was in the industry, I used to go, I don't need the industry. The industry needs me, you know, and it wasn't like an arrogant statement, but here I am. And it's bigger than the industry now. Now I'm, and this, the earth needs me, you know, it needs me until it doesn't need me. And mm. I just got to give. So that's the most important thing. I just got to give until the earth doesn't need me anymore. Because what am I, because this is the human in me goes, you just done been a fintech. You're not going to go to events. You got to go see, you got to go sell, you got to go do this. Damn, man, I thought that you finished. But the earth goes, no. You, but do you, you feel that pressure? I mean, like the, the when you, Helen said to you, you got to write this book because we need to document some of the story and we don't want people to forget what you've done and where you've been and who you are. I mean, I don't think people will forget because the people who know you are going to recognize you for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's going to happen. But do you feel pressure to stay relevant and all of that stuff? I don't even think I'm relevant to be quite frank. I was actually know? going to say yeah. like, without being politically incorrect, I don't think like slickers, like the most talks about guy, but the stuff that he's doing in the back, 
That's the most important stuff because there's people on the ground that are being moved by that. The kids who still have the energy to go be there, wow, 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 wow. They're not doing it out of themselves. They're doing it because Slicker did the blueprint. And that's like, I think where, yeah. from where I'm saying, that's the evolution of what he's about. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think, you know, I had to think of stop thinking about being relevant like 13 years ago. And I had to literally like live my life. Like I had to make my, my mind start thinking like, what is it like to be a person who's, uh, who's, who's not revered, who doesn't have merit, but just wants to do what they love. And I literally had to live my life around yeah, the context but, of but, just but doing that. A lot of people who don't know what it's like to be slicker are thinking that that's what motivates you. And it doesn't. I mean, like I, I've known you long enough and you've known me too, that I, I don't, care about being relevant i don't if, if someone says to me uh we haven't seen you in television and radio for and years then, yeah and then yeah. i'm like well then you're looking in the wrong places anyway because yeah. nobody yeah. cares about tv and radio anymore yeah. and so if you're looking there then that's a you thing it's got nothing to do with me i don't feel less relevant because of that and and you know um is that the same for you yeah i mean uh, for me it's like I'm going to use this once again. When Helen comes to me and says this, there's two things, right? A, I wake up with this conviction. But you know, when you, when you, when, when you're sitting around a table and there's a buffet waiting for you across, the, I don't know, I've seen it in movies. It ain't happening in my life where you got a whole table like, like there, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, this is how your day is. If you have the conviction of who you want to do with those thoughts, life already has people ready to serve what you, to serve you in what you need to do, or rather literally um, tighten or validate or reaffirm the things that you need to do. So when I talk about someone like Helen, who's, uh, who's, who's respected in her own right, she's actually very important in the journalism industry, right? Um, if she literally goes, I will give you those three hours mm. every week and I will commit. Whatever's moving her to do that, when she is her own person, is literally big, right? When I sit and I go, I'm going to work on this idea, have this idea, and I show the bank, and the bank goes, huh, yo, it's it's an idea. So I think that the world already is ready to serve what I need. I need to worry about that moment in that time and in that space. I can't worry about what I was 10 years ago, or when I was on stage, because when I was there, I had to worry about that moment in that time and in that space. And I lived it and I'm grateful for it. But now when I When last did you get in a taxi? I mean, you were talking about the taxi situation just now. I mean, <laughs> this is a fun thing. It's probably been a minute. It's been a while, right? I mean, it's been a long time since you were in a taxi. I'm always in an Uber. Ah, uh, bro. That doesn't count. <laughs> But my, but my life is so, <laughs> is so simple though. You know, I mean, my life is so simple. It, I, it doesn't, I would, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be in a taxi because there's no judgment attached. I just want to know when, when last were you in the taxi? When he was 13, going yeah. to Norwood and then going to Albertson and Germiston. Yeah. That's, no, and that's no, okay. No, no, no. I've, I've been, I've been in a taxi. <laughs> I've, I, I think I've been in a taxi within the past 12 months. Cause I probably own a taxi. So Ooh, okay. <laughs> probably, okay, or, probably or definitely, because if you're a taxi owner, <laughs> we've got to end this interview yeah, right now. <laughs> no, I did. 
I definitely do own a taxi. Okay. Taxi. Shout out to multiple know, stream of income, you know, though. Like uh, that's clever. that's the vibe. Yeah, that's no, good it's business. yeah, no, it's um, yeah, but like you know, I mean, look, I, I just as a side note, I I I, I roll in an Uber. Right now, the only reason I'm using a car, I've literally rented a random Suzuki because I need to find a school for my child and I just want to finish that without me going back and forth in an like, Uber. But like, but like, you know, my life is, I just want to do what I love, you know, I don't, and, and I hate like being, let me be 100 with I, you. I'm not asking you to, to uh, justify it. You don't have to explain to us I'm, whether you I, use a taxi or not. I listen, all I'm just saying, I just want to... I'm not going to accuse you of leaving uh, the hood behind. And, uh, uh, no, Gareth, it's okay. I Gareth, feel like once you, you get you, out the hood, Gareth, get out. You, you, Stay you, out. You, it's I, fine. Look, the only way you can learn to grow is and be in touch is still understanding what's happening in, in the hood. And I think, I mean, I was just in my hood like just like two months. I just bought the kids from my hood kids. Like, I think like for basketball, like I think 34 kids. And, um, you know, for me, it, it's always going to be a case of, I don't care what's said. In my head, I know that for where I'm from, to be able to go to that same hood that called me Slicker to get those kids' kids. I'm like, you know, and the, and the, and the kids, they literally put my logo there and the kids, you know. I said, I know I'm a success, right? Mm. I know, and there's no... German car, no, nothing that in the world anybody can tell me because I'm from Leondale, Katlehong, and Adam did what I did, and I'm still doing what I'm doing, and I and I'll be and I'll be in a Zoom call with guys. And you get people who come up to you in Katlehong and say to you, "Um, I, I just want to be like this," and and they expect you to give them some secret, like there's some you've discovered some universal secret that. If you could just share it with them, then they can have that too. Puts pressure on you, right? Because there isn't a secret. There is no secret. I mean, I'm, but I'm hardcore, you know, because I, I wasn't given anything. Mm. I, I, I always tell guys that like everything I have is because of the nose. So you asking <laughs> the nose me, knows. cause, cause you asking me something, mm. I'm going to tell you, no, it doesn't work like that. You think that is going to, no. And you know, I'm, I, I you know, the, the difference with me is that I, I'm not scared of being like a, uh, an, an, an adult and an OG. Mm. I don't need you to like me. I'm gonna yeah. tell you the truth, right? I'm gonna tell you the. I'm like I'm like Randall, you know, an idol. No, he is. I'm like Randall in in life. You know, not in honor. I'm like Randall in real life. I tell guys that. Oh, you, you know, you go and hit a wall, you yeah. know. And I, then I don't speak with some guys because I know that like they're going to literally, they, they won't be able to receive this, you know, yeah. the way they need to receive it because they, let them go have fun. Let, sure. let the world hit them and let them be ready to, They'll be to, back. to get the lessons because I'll still be ready to hug them and love them and give them, because we do this out of love. You know mm. what I mean? If we cannot give it back, if we cannot teach it, if we literally going to be apologetic. Are there people in your life that you do not get along with at all? that you don't want to have anything to do with because I honestly don't have, there's no one, there's no one that I can think of that I hate. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate anyone, but I know there are people who, who are not comfortable around me. No, Sia's brutal. Gareth, Sia is so brutal. I remember when I left YFM, I sent him an email. I'm like, hi Sia, my name is Labang. This is what I do. I've been watching your career. Please give me a job. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll clean the floors. I'll take some tissue and wipe some asses. I was like, bro, I'm willing to learn anything. And you know what the response to that email was? 
Hi, Lebang. Um, I think at this time, we're not really taking on any new uh, talent, but I think you've got it going on. You'll be fine. I was so upset. I was like, wow, all I know is hip-hop. This is all I'm good at. Why would Sia say no to me? And thank God he did. Hmm. Thank God he did. Because after that, I just be, like I just turned into like this crazy hustler. I started doing things that I never even thought I could do because he said no. If he said yes, I mean, a lot of Lord people, knows. A lot of people thank me later. To be yeah. quite frank, I, I, yeah, I, no. I'm, 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 I'm like that Drake album. <laughs> thank me later. Um, but like the truth of the, of the matter is that like um, I, I, you know, even in my book, you see they they stories of guys who were always here, and I said. You're so great. Just go. Leave me mm, alone. Mm. Stop thinking that you need to be under me. Sure. You can be bigger than me. And you and I, I, I told guys who literally felt that I need to be. And then they did. They became bigger than me in different aspects of their careers. And in fact, they did what they love, right? So for me, it's almost like we got to release people and you got to see their greatness, right? Mm. So I don't have any, any, any. And you know another reason why people are not comfortable with me is because I, I I'm I'm honest. You know when you come this this industry is is full of of BS and lies, right? So I'm the guy who's going to be like, you know, that's not real. Yeah. You know, you know what you just said right now. You know that I know that you you they people who won't believe that. So I'm always like, yo, let's come back to the truth. Mm. But the industry's not built on truth. Yeah. The industry's built on false hope. Uncapped. The industry's built on like yeah. the idea that build like a, build hype and bullshit. Yeah. The, yeah. Mm. The industry's built on hype. The industry's built on hype this success, this perception. And I'm always like, yo, bro, let me tell you, I'm driving Suzuki now, but this is my, and, and but, but on top of that, you know, but I can, but, 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 you know, I can't tell you the rest of my life. This is where I'm at. Right. Yeah. But you're going to go, yo, but my kids are hype. You know, my family's hype. In fact, you know what? The only thing that's a risk in my life is like my businesses, but like my businesses, my heart is stuff that I believe in, mm. but business is business. You know, we could go up, we could go down, but you know what it is? This human being though, this human being is going to find a way because my whole life has been about do you that. Think, do you think that a lot of people don't succeed and success is a very difficult term to kind of define because different for everybody, but a lot of people don't succeed because they're so terrified of losing everything. Of going back, especially if they've struggled hard to get where they're at, where they are now, um, and they're so terrified of losing just the comforts of like having the house they've got, the 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 friends they've got, the life they've got, being able to spend money or doing whatever it is they do. They're so afraid of losing that that they don't risk enough to succeed. Yeah, and I think also, and I think the idea of having everything sometimes is um what people have they don't really have you know um half of the things they have they they have to be in a if the corporate if your company got you there you know you'll never be there without your company mm-hmm. if your if you if your if your credit score got you there you'll never be there without the bank's money you right. know if so so everything that they have they don't really have so they've they've they the only thing they have is the, the academia most times to get themselves there or they got the charisma to get themselves those things. So when they look at what they really have, it's stuff that if that company shut down tomorrow, you go back to, you go, you go back to where you were. If, if, if that bank closes, you go back to where you were. Yeah. So half of the things that we have are, 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 are the, the idea of having things, you know, it's like the idea of being around 
like people like Gareth, who I'm using as an example, who do these things, who travel to these places. But most times you don't have anything really. So once those things stop, you and I, that's why when I said 13 years ago, I had to think of my life like, so you cannot call Gareth because you like everyone else that doesn't know Gareth. Mm. You cannot call that guy from the brand because you like, because you know, so what does that life look like? Sure. That life is a life of nothingness. So how do you build your life from the premise of nothingness? So the premise of nothingness means that like, um, you're going to go work hard and build the presentations. You're going to go sell yourself. You know what I mean? So. And, and isn't it amazing? Like a lot of people think that the people they aspire to be are happy and contented and balanced and everything's fine. Mm, um, still struggles. So many of us, I've often been genuinely surprised to hear from somebody who I look up to who wants to go for coffee with me. And I go, what the hell would that person yeah. who's such a, a, a stellar, unbelievable breakout success. Why would that person want to spend 15 minutes mm. talking to me? You forget that we're all human, Gareth. We're all literally but, uh, but human. That's why I love your story about how you, you got hold of Slicker and you were like, please, I want to work with you. I want to do mm. anything. Mm. And he said, no. He told me where to <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> It wasn't, but it wasn't like that. Ah, uh, like, no, you I didn't mean, say it. I, I was polite. No, you were polite. polite. I, mean, I, you, you, I didn't even know how, about this. It's how you received no, it. No, and it's I, how yes, you received it. was me receiving you know I mean? it in the wrong way back then. But look, again, look, thank you, you. you. You know what? I, I'm always, the thing, the reason why I say I'm always hard is because I'm polite though. I do it with respect. Mm. I don't do it like, and, and, and not, he's yeah. say fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. do, I, I do it because I do want you to be better. Sure. You know, I do it because I want you to understand that I'm also in a struggle to actually make myself something too. Yeah. You know, but maybe my struggle is on another level and your struggle is on another level, but I'm also in a struggle to make myself something too. Yeah. Right. So I cannot mislead you and make you feel like, ah. Listen, I hate to spoil this party, but it's eight o'clock. I don't know where the time Can is going. Doesn't it, feel like, doesn't it feel like we just started the it show really five does. seconds ago? It really does. Dude, um, it's so good to actually spend time talking to you. Uh, we didn't even get to like family. Ish. The they're, new Squatter album. They're all like, good though. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's good. Everybody's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. This album? Yeah. The yeah. new Squatter album. It's out in the, oh. in the streets. You yeah. Know, you know. Amazing. That's, yeah. Like, that's so exciting. That right, for so, me is like exciting. So the, the book, because I mean, one of the reasons to get you in here was the book. It's called Slicker, The Life Story of a Hip Hop Pioneer. And uh, you can read all about it. What yeah. can I say? You've you've told us enough to make us thirsty for more. Yeah. So we've got to go and check this out. Mm. Sia Slicker Mitani, it's great to see you, my friend. And Thank uh, you. I hope we will see you Thanks. again soon. Keep making uh, new things happen. Keep mm. making powerful things happen. Keep inspiring the kids, bro. And yeah, you that's that's mm. a that's a thing you definitely do in bucket loads. So keep doing it. And well, shout out to you for keep for going on with cliffcentral.com. <laughs> um, uh, mm, yo, right. listen. Some, sometimes I wonder. <laughs> well, you know what? That is for me is, is the boldness at the peak mainstream radio. You literally, I always remember that, that like, you know, um, even when I was coming here, you're an example of a person who at the peak, literally, you could have just stayed comfortable, you know, and carried on. You, yeah. you, you would still be on Getting mainstream radio, you yep. know. Um, wow. so you, you, you are, you also like one hell of a, of an inspiration and a reminder that like, you know what? Um, if you want to do what you want to do, 
just do it, bruh. Do you? It is what it is. Yeah. You know, so shout out. Don't be afraid. Shout out. Don't be afraid. All right. Thank you. Slicker, what a pleasure. Cliffcentral.com.